Kids, man. One starts kindergarten uh, tomorrow. So hey, exciting! We, we got to get him a haircut today, and then yeah, to meet the lady. <laughs> the fucked up thing is, we forgot to buy him a new pair of shoes, so we gotta go. You know, what I mean, I don't know. That was just a Filipino thing, I think. Hey, man, get him, get him a uh, Go Island style, man. Just get some chinelas, no problem. This <laughs> oh, Tony already. His toenails are already messed up from Muay Thai already anyway. Oh, hey, good. You know, then the scars mean he's tough. So no one should fuck with him. Hey, how was, how was the celebration of your wife's birthday last weekend? It was good, man. We went to one of our favorites, Shimamon in Petrero Hill. And uh, it's French onion soup. I love the French onion soup there. I don't really eat soups any anytime I go to a restaurant, but that's a must have. It's so good. All right, so I gotta, good. I gotta check that. Pl- I gotta check, check that spot out then. It has a Shay- great view. What's it called? Shay mama, Shay mama, Shay mama, Show yeah. mama, Shay mama, Yo mama, Shez Shay mama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shay mama. That's very French. Very yeah. French. Okay. They have outdoor seating, right. which is great too. And then, uh, you know, we got kind of drunk uh, at, here at home, and I didn't even know if we were gonna freaking leave the house. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> You didn't things. drive to the restaurant no, no, though, did you? Ubered. Okay. <laughs> Man, it was great having my my parents watch the kids. And then I was still kind of sore from training. Oh my God, man. Getting back into training is, it's something else. Well, how's training going though? I mean, like you say you're sore. Yeah. Uh, are there new things you're working on? How's the team going? How's everyone treating you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I've been in, I've been in for a few days. I mean, yeah, I've been in for only a few days now, and my body's still kind of getting used to getting abused, and it's a little tiring, but I can feel the whole competition vibe. That's what's cool about it. Like, everyone's getting ready, mm. and mm. Uh, I just love being a part of, you know, help, helping them achieve whatever jujitsu goals uh, they have, and it's it's cool, man. It's really cool. Oh, right on, man. People picking your brain, getting some of that Sean wisdom. Just the just the old school wisdom. I mean, um, I was I did this uh, kind of like promo highlight thing for Tenth Planet Oakland's uh, um, grand opening that that happened about two weeks. Ago. Was it two week, about a week and a half ago? And you know, I noticed that the level of jujitsu um, in kind of that realm, like the no-gi realm, it, it's kind of insane. As I was fil- uh, filming over there, it, I noticed that even the, even kind of like the younger generation and even the girls and just probably 90% of what everyone was doing was going for leg locks. Mm. <laughs> it was, it was pretty crazy to see because, well, for me, I mean, I guess it's kind of like what you said uh, before. It's kind of a young man's sport at this point, especially yes. with, with jujitsu kind of hitting the mainstream a little bit better, uh, more. And right. These people are more appealed to that type of style, which I totally get. 
and um the gym is beautiful it's it's you know it's big and large and i even seen today in his instagram he was just having a regular class his wall was filled with people and um it was just very eye-opening on uh, kind of like what people are doing now and um kind of what you have to look out for in the tournaments uh the tournament circuit at this point you know that that makes sense that the leg lock game is very popular now because if you look at the professional grapplers that are making a lot of noise on the scene, mm-hmm. a lot of them made their name because of their leg lock game, the way they finish, yeah. the different ways to get into leg locks. Let me ask you something since you you roll, you do jiu-jitsu and no-gi a lot more often than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the younger generation coming up doing jiu-jitsu are they technically better or are they just using their athleticism more readily? Like, are they just, are they just fighting harder now or are they technically better? This, this new generation coming up that you could see, you know, look at your fellow blue belts mm-hmm. or not your fellow blue belts, you're a brown belt, but look at the blue belts you train with some of the purple belts coming up that are of the mid twenties age range. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Are they just are they just more willing to use their athleticism more than we were when we were younger, or are there is their technique better because the teaching is better nowadays? I think it's more lean towards they're they're learning how to use their athleticism a little bit better. Mm. You can tell the difference between kind of like the older generation or or more experienced or higher belt guys. You know, they're very kind of more fluid and smooth as to where. Uh, the the younger guys are trying to use whatever gift they have, which, whether it's their size or you know they're they're a power lifter, so they're going to use their strength, or mm-hmm. it's it's or there's like quick fucking fast skinny people that just for some reason wrap around triangles around you and it's yeah they they use their squirminess yeah. as a weapon right. But then as soon as you figure out how to shut that down, you kind of you kind of expose them, and that's how I was too because. I started doing leg locks and I was starting to tap people. But then as soon as people were defending my leg locks, I was kind of nothing. And that made me feel very insecure. So I was like, fuck, I got to stop doing leg locks and learning the real shit. And, and kind of like, <laughs> the real shit. Yeah. Cause I was trying <laughs> well, to let me ask you, it, you know, well, let me, let me ask you though, you know, obviously we've learned from the modern grappling game that mm-hmm. leg locks are a integral part of learning how to grapple effectively. Yeah. But what was incomplete in your game coming up? So you said that you used to use a lot of leg, or you still use a lot of leg locks, and that was a main part of your game. Yeah. And then you just mentioned that, oh man, now people are figuring out my leg lock game. Now I've got to add certain things to what I do yeah. to make it so that I'm giving people problems. Mm-hmm. So what did you need to add for yourself? What was missing initially? What was the first thing you had to add? I had to at- uh, add attacks from the bottom, which was uh, really? something... Yeah, because as soon as oh, I started going, I started as soon as I started going for leg locks, I would lose. As soon as someone knew what to do, I would lose position, and they would end up on top a lot. And that's how I would mm. pretty much end up on the like someone takes my back or something like that. So as soon okay. as I I uh, I would get to those leg lock positions. Nowadays, I get those to I get to the leg lock positions just to sweep at this point because it's a comfort zone where I can be like, okay, if, if I miss the sweep, I could attempt a submission, but if I can go back and forth, which is uh, kind of like not, not a skill that all people have where they can go leg lock back to regular jiu-jitsu to, and back and forth and back and forth. So mm. um, 
That's yeah. interesting you say that because the legacy the legacy position does make it seem like you have to commit now to just attacking the legs yeah. and staying in that position. Yes. It's not a an easy it's not an easy task just to kind of come up into a, a top position from a leg yeah. entanglement position. Yeah. So that's why maybe you see a lot of leg lock players kind of stay in this almost 50-50 yeah. seated position with their opponent. Uh, that's just interesting you said it because when I first immediately put my back on the map yeah. on top of me, I wanted to learn how to get out. I didn't even really try a lot of submissions from the bottom when I first started training. I just wanted to learn sweeps. Yeah. <laughs> like show me every sweep and reversal that's known to man so that I could get my ass up from the bottom. It, it And I ran into a similar problem that you were talking about where you said that because you were so focused on attacking the leg locks, people started figuring you out and you started having to add other things. I ran into the same problem because everyone knew Carlos only going to try to sweep you. He's not going to try to submit you. So you just have to learn how to shut down certain sweeps. Yeah. And so it forced me to add to my game where, you know what? I better add a triangle choke from the bottom. I better sharpen up my, uh, my arm bar game. I better start learning some other things because people are starting to learn how to just stay on top of me. Yeah. So interesting, interesting how you become a specialist at one thing, but it kind of also corners you yeah. in terms of what your what your uh, potential in that game. I'm learning about you, Sean. I like Thank this. You. I like you. this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how about training for you? Like, have you? Been, I mean, uh, I- I'm in a similar I'm in a similar boat as you are. We have a number of people that are going down to Vegas in early September for the Masters, Masters World Championships. Yeah. So I have a couple of teammates that are getting ready for that. So most Amazing. of our classes, <laughs> most of our classes have been geared towards helping our teammates get get ready. So training's been going pretty well, not so rough because I've learned how to pace myself in a way where. I'm giving my partner some good roles, yeah. but I'm not hurting myself, which sure. is the most important thing. I don't care if my teammates get gold medals. I just don't want to get hurt yeah. on the way. How about yeah. that? Take that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible selfish teammate. No, I'm just kidding. I'm and all, and all honesty, I want to make sure I'm giving my teammates some good looks, uh, making sure that I'm a good training partner for them. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely trying to make sure I don't twist a knee or um, my neck in a wrong way. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? What's up? So we've been experiencing uh, a lot of new students, which is great. um, Yeah. Any gym. Um, Mm -hmm. And I noticed that, you know, Travis had to scale back on some of the, the more advanced technique to kind of get these uh, kind of like rookies up to speed. And, you know, he'll, he'll, He'll throw in like a, a very basic rudimentary technique, but then he'll also throw in an advanced technique, which is great, uh, mm. especially for me right now, since I'm trying to reset my jujitsu mind, you know, coming off of COVID and, 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 and life in general. So yeah, my question, uh, since you're a coach and you're a teacher, how oh my do you, God, how I do am. You, uh, <laughs> okay, <I> just, <laughs> what would you do? Like, how do you, how do you cater to both? Okay, so let's take the extreme example. Let's say you have five complete beginners and then five like really advanced students, just to help with the illustration. 
situation. Let's take a basic move that the beginners can latch onto, that they can actually participate in, but point out one or two very fine details about that basic move that maybe some of your advanced students haven't really given a lot of thought to just because they've already got the move down with muscle memory and they don't really think about some of those details. If you could point out, if you bring out like a single detail or a, not just a single detail, one or two really good details, I think the advanced students can still really appreciate drilling those, you know, quote unquote, really basic moves. Does that make any sense? Yeah, total sense. So that's the way I approach it. That's the way I approach it. That's a great way to approach it. I think, and I used to fall victim to this. I think coaches sometimes will fall into the trap where if there are a certain number of advanced students in their class, they might try to do things where wow them. But try to wow them. Yeah, try to try to wow them. Try to make them go, oh man, look at that double back flip trick into a heel hook yeah, you know I what i mean sign like sign up right now yeah <laughs> yeah so but, but really if if you if you're sh- if you show that you can appreciate a minute detail on even a super basic move that will make the advanced student appreciate that that hour or hour and a half yeah just as much as that beginning student will appreciate this introduction to this uh super simple move which may not be super simple to them uh, and it, it's, it's a challenge. I understand that it, it's just, it's a challenge, but I'll, I'll say this, and this is something you could remind some of your advanced teammates yeah. about. You could, you could take the most simple move and make it the greatest workout of your life. Yeah. It all depends on your intention when you're performing that move. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I type totally of agree. mental and physical energy you put into a particular movement no matter how basic will determine the type of uh, results and gains from that workout. Yeah. So like, you know, so yeah, it's a good problem to have. It's like, Oh man, we got like six like beginners here today. It's like, cool. You know, the fun thing about having white belts, new white belts in the gym is that you can experiment on a bunch of new people with the fancy moves. (laughs) (laughs) me and my friends joke you know when you when you're doing these like fancy moves on these white belts hey that's what those white belts are for practice on they're the they're the lab rats of the gym sadly sorry white belts this is how it is they're the putties and like power rangers sorry white belts you're just gonna have to live with it until you get that blue belt okay even if you're a blue belt, we'll still treat you the same. <laughs> That's, That's evil. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, white belts. Hey, all hey, white belts are just what they are without you. So yeah. please. We love you. We you're love like, you. You guys are the fluffers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you oh. fluff our egos. I know. You fluff our egos. <laughs> I'll admit, like hey. this like this earlier tonight, I went I trained and uh I'm I'm starting to feel good. And I went up with one of my uh, white belt homies and kind of went a little, I don't go, I don't go too hard on these guys. I just, yeah. I probably get them in a weird situation. That's it. You know? And, and by the way, we're not advocating for hurting any mm. white belts. In protect, fact, protect the white if, belt. 
if you're wearing white belts, yeah. your jujitsu sucks. Exactly. Because wouldn't you agree that if you your jujitsu is on point if you know how to control oh, yeah. and go all the way to submission without hurting your partner? Yes. Correct? Am I lying? Mm -hmm. I'm not lying, right? That's so, a perfect way to put it. So protect your white belt. <laughs> but yeah, it should be a but, shirt. But, protect but, all white but, belts. Pr protect your white belt, but still, you gotta also technically fuck them up. Sorry, <laughs> that's I'm just, just how it is. That's just that's just the, that is just the world we live in, guys. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta you just gotta accept it. It's how it is. It's the way of nature. Yeah, <laughs> it's a circle of life. This is the circle of life. Oh yeah. You want to talk about uh, the fights last weekend? Oh man, yeah, dude. Where do you want to start with? Do you want to start with a Bellator? No, you want no, to start no. with PFL start or UFC? UFC. UFC. All right. Okay. Get us. All right. Kick us off, Bo. Man. So people had Dominic Cruz winning. I think it was what? I think it was 3 0 going into that, that, that round where. Uh... Oh, so this is Dominic Cruz versus Marlon Chito Vera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think? I, I felt like Dominic Cruz was. He was doing pretty damn good considering he he's he hasn't been super active and he's been and he's thirty seven years he's old super old and you know Marlon Vera almost he almost plays that assassin game where he kind of lulls you mm. with your own technique and then you know he comes back super strong towards half the end of the round mm -hmm. and I think yeah if you notice I think Marlon Vera was also trying to telegraph that kick like i think he was just kind of baiting it baiting it baiting it then he finally you know finally catches him with that super yeah they, duper kick and breaks freaking dominic cruz's nose man it was yeah so they, crazy. no that was nasty yeah they scouted dominic cruz's head movement you could absolutely tell when he was setting him up for that left head kick uh man i, I think we called this right last week um although i'm gonna say this dominic cruz looked tons better than i thought he would Me too. given him being 37 given that he has been inactive for a while He's he was a top tier guy too. yeah and he was fast he looked mm -hmm. fast out the gate his footwork uh, is I a wanna, little different though no well i think he, I, well i think it changed up because you, know, you get sat down by the power of marlon vera a handful of times before you ultimately get, get knocked out it is going to limit the, the way and you move your feet and the and the pace at which you do it, I think. So I think a couple of things. I think he running into or feeling Vera's power slowed him down. And also, yeah. when you start that fast in a five round fight, once you get to round three, once you get to about round four, you're not going to move exactly this with the same pace. Uh, I, again, I think it's a style that doesn't age well, no. but it, it sure aesthetically can be very pleasing to watch with a Cruz's footwork I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, I, I'll say this before, you know, we give Vera his flowers. Uh, Cruz is still an elite bantamweight. Totally. Even at 37. Yeah, you know, even when he got sat down a couple of times by Vera, you notice how he popped back up and tried to get the exchange back by oh, yeah. blitzing. He, uh, got a, a turn double leg on him. Yeah. And put him down. So Cruz is still elite. But uh, it, but the night belonged to Vera. He used his power uh, to sit Cruz down a couple of times and then finally put him away. Where, did, where does Vera go from here, dude? I feel like, man, he almost gets the winner of uh, 
No, I, I give him maybe the winner of Pyrian O'Malley. And O'Malley? Yeah. See that maybe oh I, I like it. I like it. He already I beat like that O'Malley, one. so he got he's gotta be confident with that. But let's see if O'Malley gets through Jan, which he totally can, but it's it's we're talking about Peter Jan. That, he's 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 like a he's a former champion. Former champ. Former champ. It's a real yeah. test for O'Malley. But yeah, but Vera look look calm. I think if I was Vera, I would work a lot on how to handle uh, straight-line blitz attacks against mm. them. Even his response to Dominic Cruz's blitz attacks were not great. And mm. I would argue that if Dominic Cruz had a little bit more on those punches, he you you could have threatened to put Vera. Oh, yeah. If he just had a little bit more, if he had a little more mustard, a little more spice if he was on Dominic, some of those punches. Championship Dominic Cruz, then it would have been... If he was a juiced up Dominic <laughs> Cruz loaded on cocaine, I think he would have. I think okay, let's put it this way: I would say a juiced up, loaded cocaine loaded Dominic Cruz Ooh. would probably beat a juiced up, loaded uh, cocaine uh, Chito Vera. Oh. It's a weird, weird thing to <laughs> weird thing to picture, but I'm just saying if if he took the volume of strikes landed and just added a little bit more power to each guy yeah. i'm just saying i think cruz would have taken that but uh congratulations to vera yeah. he deserved to win his strategy won out on that night um dominic cruz you think he can make it in uh make a little run at 45s man it, when you look at his build uh the 45ers look huge yeah, they do. Don't they? They're they look taller. like thick. You know, I think lengthwise you'd be able to Come be on, there with at, them. But strength wise, yeah, but 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 strength wise, I think there's a problem there. Yeah, Volko would and fuck remember his I, we, ass we, out of, uh, Yeah, we just talked about how you know Dominic Cruz doesn't really have the power that's uh at weight right now. That's definitely not gonna transfer all of a sudden up another weight yeah. class of featherweight. It's true. So and he's just that uh, ultra movement style um, against someone who maybe will just walk you down and not care about how much you're hitting them because they don't respect your power. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying that one. So, but I think I think he could still make noise at bantamweight if he still have some good fights against some other bantamweights. Like I would like to see him fight. You know, we're gonna talk about him later, but I, eventually, I, I'd like to see him fight Jose Aldo. Yeah, you know, I'd want to see that. I'd want to see that, but we'll talk about that some other yeah. time. <laughs> uh, did you? Uh, did you the featherweight the the co-main event? Is that what we were talking about now? Uh, I mean, everyone was saying that it was like one of the like crazier fights on the card. I, I get it, but that, it, it, it was a crazy fight. I oh, uh, no, I just got super tired, man. He blew his load. <laughs> Nate, Nate Landwehr just the consistent pressure just yeah. wore just, out david and all day. he uh, he does that he's he's he can do that all day and okay before before we go deep into that then or w- without going deep into that since yeah. we you want to skip over it which is cool do you see so, like so onama like sat landward down like put him down for a little bit yeah. but landware survived it do you think that's what kind of took anama out of the fight when yeah. He almost finished him in the first round, but then Nate Landwehr came back. Did it just sap the emotional 
and spiritual energy out of Onama. And then totally. after that, physically, I just not knew really nothing left. It, is that what happened? You feel? I think so. Cause you could see he was trying to finish the fight, but he was, he just wasn't landing. And mm. when you're, when you, when these younger guys, they smell blood, they're going to go for it. But then the experience that, you know, Nate had, it's just like any other MMA fighter. Like they would just cover up, make sure they weather the storm. And then he just started coming forward. You know, he, I know he's at, I, I know he's a teammate of Colby Covington, but yeah. he is like a feather Colby Covington. Yeah, dude. You know, non-stop. I mean, just the nonstop pressure, the makes of the striking with the wrestling. It was very impressive. Mm-hmm. It was really impressive. Uh, so, I mean, they, I think they did get a performance of the night bonus, and that, I think it was yeah. well-deserved. Yeah. Was there any other fight on the card, though, that you feel deserves uh, mention so that people aren't uh, gassing? Uh, Landwehr versus Anama too much. <laughs> uh, people were gassing on a, the the fight before that, the Yasmin Yarigui versus Yasmin Lucindo. They were super young, two female fighters that were making their debut. I think one was like twenty one, one was twenty two. Crazy shit. They put on a really good show. They have a good future, but man, they all they have a lot to kind of like learn if they're going to compete in the in the straw weight division like that and then uh is it just learning how to pace yourself through the fight yeah because the the younger one uh lucindo she was thrown really wide like almost like axe murderer type uh, <laughs> shots literally because and uh, by the way guys imagine, if, every, if you guys don't know, know what sean means by axe murderer <laughs> shots he means like you're multiple hook, hook punches <laughs> multiple <laughs> hook punches just no jabs, no straight punch setups, just wild hook, 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 punch, yeah. hook, punch, hook, punch, hook, hook punch, 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 overhand. <laughs> and she would just kind of like when you when you get tired and you do that, it's even worse, you know. So she was just uh, and it just probably looks terrible too. Yurigui, uh, oh, fuck, I don't know how to say that, but she was. All, she, I think she's part of the Entrum Gym, where um, uh, what's fucking interim film, interim champ right now? What's his name? Oh, of, Marino, which Marino. Uh, division? Oh, Moreno. Okay. Yeah, he used to train there. Oh, they're so. teammates? Mm, no, I don't think they're teammates because he's with Krauss now. But Oh, that's, that's right. Oh, so former teammate. Team. Oh, yeah. okay. Got you. I got you. I got you. Dude, Mexico's okay. coming up, man. They're coming out with, the, especially the females. Like, I feel like that's they, a good, they produce fantastic. a lot of female, good female fighters. Fantastic fighting then, culture. Oh, man. What about the dime piece Ariane Lipsky? You know, they failed to fucking make weight last time. And they got uh. and she gets fucking cake, dude. By Kashera. Yeah. And Priscilla, Priscilla Kashera. The, the so power. Much. It was the power. I thought that Ariane's slick striking and her ability to be comfortable in the standing clinch would, would, uh, what would I say? Nullify a little bit of Priscilla's power. Yeah. But Kishara was able to find that range and just smack it. Yeah. I mean, ay, 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 ay. That's a that's a big setback, I think, for Lipsky. Yeah. I think there were some big plans for her because yeah. aesthetically her fighting style is very, very pleasing. But people also like a power striker, so Priscilla's got a future yeah. too. People like so, her Instagram too. <laughs> <laughs> thirst, uh, thirst you are, you are the thirst king, Sean. Yeah. So I'll leave it to your Dude, judgment. How about GM three Gerald Mearshart pulls out the fucking uh, submission in the last freaking was it the last round? I think it was that's one round. of those things that makes uh, MMA yeah uh, so, so addictive because 
you might be watching a fight that's kind of lulling you to sleep because it looks like the same guy's dominating the same way throughout three rounds. Oh, yeah. And then near the end of that last round, the other person pulls out something out of the hat, whether it could be like a sneaky submission, maybe it's a wild hook punch that scores a knockout, yeah. but then th <clears throat> things can turn on a dime. And that's just what makes MMA yeah. so addicting for a lot of people. For Cause sure. you just never know. You just never know. Dude, he pulled the fucking high elbow. Was it the 10 finger? Some people call it. Oh, yeah, the, a 10 finger guillotine yeah. or it has so many different names. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even going to try to name what, what I would call pretty, it. Pretty but slick though. What about, I, what about and you can't call it a lucky submission. There's no such no. thing as lucky submission. He, so. he knows that fucking move all day. Yeah. Dude. Congrats, and you're talking about Angela Hill? Congrats to Angela Hill. She she got a win. And, dude, that was a pretty damn good fight. I wonder if they got a bonus for that. She's a strong fighter. She I've is. always liked Angela Hill's approach. Uh, she She's a strong fighter. She's a workhorse. So congratulations to Angela Hill. Dude, how about Nina Nunez retiring after beating Cynthia Calvillo? That's a hell of a way to go out. Yeah. You know, you know, the long, uh, a young, hungry fighter coming she up, trying really to make a name good. off of you, and then you put her away, and then you re you retire on a win. I, I mean, that's kind of what most pro athletes kind of picture their ending to yeah. be. I guess they're um, she she wants a wants a bigger family with uh with Amanda. So yeah. it's she, good she for them. She need a belt. She's got a belt. She's got hella belts already. Good for her. Yeah. How about Gabriel Benitez? He's also, I think, out of the interim. Entrum gym out of Mexico. He beats this Charles Ontiveros guy. He's more of like a traditional martial artist. Mm -hmm. He was trying to throw these really weird, and he's super wiry, dude. I think he's like what, six foot four or something like that. Yeah, those are tricky. Those yeah, are tricky strikers just, to try to work he around. Got fucked up, though. He, he got yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> How about Tyson Nam? I think he's in his 30s. I, I, you Nam. know, I, I missed that fight. I missed that fight. That was a good fight because. That was one of those things where he, you know, like Ode Osborne was kind of finding his mark on some of the timing. Tyson M, you know, he's a sucker and for this freaking right hand that he kind of like telegraphs and uh, catches Ode Osborne sleeping after he throws a stupid knee. God. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, th throwing long knees in MMA can be very, uh, to be kind of a gamble because yeah. most people in MMA, especially with the small gloves, they can threaten with sloppy punches. Even like sloppy punches can do a lot of damage. And so then, yeah, that's so throwing unconnected knees, unclinched knees. Yeah, uh, it could be kind of a. It's <laughs> where, tricky. Where did you see that? It's tricky. Fucking YouTube, you motherfucker. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> dude, and the last one on this card, uh, Josh Quinlan. He's off the uh, Contender Series. Asian dude, I think he's an Asian dude. Against Jason Witt, Josh Quinlan has some weird power with a check hook. Sat this guy down. That was crazy. Good for him. Now everyone's going to be drilling those check hooks in the gym no. now. Because they're, they're totally very super useful in MMA with the small gloves. Just got to get they the timing it. right. And, and, and yeah, you don't have to over, you don't have to overcommit to cause damage with it. You just get the timing right, get the placement right. Drill, 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 young fighters, drill. Yeah. All right. So we want to uh, co cover uh, briefly Bellator 284. Yeah, Neiman Gracie versus Gucci Amauchi. Fuck, man! How come the Gracies can't take a punch, dude? Well, can I? I I was kind of looking forward to a sort of grappling exchange because 
I think Yamauchi holds the record in Bellator for most submission wins. Does he? Is that correct? He, he owns some. He owns. He has like a lot of submission wins. But but this but this uh, fight, uh, I don't I don't know. I didn't really look up. But uh, this one just came down to uh, to the striking. Yeah. And he just put Gracie down. Like he, he had such disrespect for Gracie's <laughs> punches that he actually let Gracie punch him in the head a few times before he took a step back and then flattened Gracie with an uppercut. Uh, it was just um, like a dominant display by Yamauchi. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. He actually, yeah, he actually sat him down in the. He actually put Gracie down in the first. Uh, got in top side control for a little bit, oh, and God. then uh, made it to the second round. And the second round is where Yamauchi like put him away. Well, Nima Gracie's on a two fight skid. Goedi Yamauchi, God man. I wish I had his body. Hey, 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 come on now. These guys are pros, okay? Stop stop eye-fucking them, Sean. <laughs> Cut that out. Cut hey, that you out. You don't see many Japanese men built like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, hit up Sean uh, on his Instagram. That he is a connoisseur. He's a connoisseur of Japanese physiques. <laughs> Selling uh, what, what did sell you, my underwear. What did you, uh, what did you think about the... Uh, Ilima Le McFarland versus uh, Bruna Ellen. Uh, you know, I think McFarland didn't McFarland fail to make weight. That's what I heard. And man, I don't even know what weight class is this. I don't even know. She still she still won. Uh, she went to her wrestling background to make the victory happen. And I remember Bellator was beating was uh, was beating the drum, trying to make her the next big star. Yeah. Uh, for the division, but uh, for the well, for the promotion, day. yeah, and also I think you know uh, you need to win fights more consistently. She was champion uh, for a minute though. Oh, she's alternating loss and wins though. Now but she's uh, two fights, good. Yeah, and so I think, it would, but you know, it's she learns how to uh, manage uh, the consistent. Um, what am I trying to say? If you could manage to consistently make weight. Uh, I think Bellator's promotion machine will still get behind her because oh, yeah. she has a strong, strong fan base. Dude, any got, other fights? Any other fights on this? Yeah, see, and you know, and again, like, aren't you uh, the the thirst king? You know oh, yeah. about the the how a fighter looks and how it how it helps. But know, uh, any dude. any other any other fight on this card on this Bellator two eighty four that kind of uh, caught your eye? Aaron Jeffrey beats Austin Vanderford Van Zant. Gets uh, knocked out, or he just he gets TKO'd. Did you just I, call Austin Vanderford Austin Van Zant? I mean, dude, <laughs> I'll dare you. I'll dare you, sir. Last two, and <laughs> dude, and then I just saw on MMA Junkie that Paige Van Zant's not going to be on that B- BKFC card. Yeah, she got pulled. Uh, there, there's no, there are no, de- there are no, excuse me, there are no details as to why right now. Um, so we'll see, but we'll have to keep our ear to the ground to find out what's going on with that. But, uh, any other, let's see, I'm trying to look here, but, um, are there any other fights on the card that you, you thought were noteworthy Bellator? There's no, no Magomedovs on here. Ah, (laughs) well, let's, let's jump to the PFL. Uh, the, the PFL is going through the, they, last weekend they went through the Walter White semi, 
semifinal fights. Yeah. And I just let's go highlight just one of the Walter Waite fights was Rory McDonald versus Delano Taylor, which I guess you could kind of uh, classify as was a grappler versus striker. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to call, uh, classify Rory as the grappler. Um, but uh, Delano Taylor, yeah, Delano Taylor won with a straight up KO. Rory just could not seem to get the range on Taylor. And Taylor was just loose with his striking. He was able to control the rhythm with his jab and then finally just fired the straight right hand that found its mark and put Rory down. And uh, afterward, Rory announces retirement from MMA. See, I'm so happy for him, man. I think he should have retired fights ago. Like after he won the Bellator belt, probably should have mm. just retired there. Maybe. Maybe. I think he's one of those kind of what ifs because during his rise in the UFC, he had the kind of total package going on in terms of the MMA skill set and also the fighter type of mindset. This is a guy that didn't seem to mind being in pain, seemed to enjoy it, had a an exciting fighting style, but I don't think he was ever really the same after that title fight against Robbie Lawler. Yeah. When Lawler like basically broke his face, and yeah. since then was never really the same. But congratulations to Roy McDonald. I think when you look at the totality of his MMA career, pretty successful. Yeah, I mean, if you think about how many names there are in MMA, and a lot of names are forgettable, but then when you when you mention Roy McDonald, he always has like this mystique about him because because of that fight you know so it's like man mm-hmm. i hope that fight goes into like the ufc hall of fame like fight wing you know like you know how they mm-hmm. have those those awards for for having a crazy fucking fight but mm-hmm. for rory mcdonald i mean he man it must have been hard to to kind of have to follow what gsp kind of paved being like a, another canadian being yeah, a canadian. yeah. Like you you, yeah. you train at the same place like over at tristar and then you know you're you're talented and you're 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 a prodigy and you're 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 going to be doing big things but you're, you're not fucking gsp and it you know he got so close to becoming champion and man it i mean he, he was a champion in bellator that, that counts. Right? That counts. And so <laughs> does, he's, he was That's still at a top. He's still considered a, during his prime years, a top notch Walter yeah, Wade. Always top 10, dude. It's and uh, top five, if anything. And so he, I think he's only 33. I think that's a good thing for him to identify when he doesn't have it anymore and that he's going to walk well, away. Yeah, kids. So that, that really. I think that really changed up his mindset. Yeah, you know, you want to protect your brain. You want to be around for your kids growing up and yeah. be able to like you know, converse with them with coherent sentences. Meanwhile, so, meanwhile, Delano so, Taylor, he's twenty five years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, these guys are getting younger. They're getting better. Congratulations! Oh my god! Yeah, so many congratulations to Taylor. He's gonna face uh, Sabadu C in the welterweight final. In the PFL, I mean, I've been. Dude. My apologies. I've been. I've been mispronouncing Sabadoo's last name. I've been calling him a Sai. It's Sabadoosi. So congratulations to Taylor and Sabadoosi. They're they're gonna fight for the welterweight championship. Dude, that's sick, man. That's a cool format. 
Yeah, you know, and, and I'm still, you know, and apologies to the listeners, but uh, in the future, I want to be able to go into the whole point system with the PFL because yeah. it it does influence the way these fighters fight yeah. uh, in terms of when they want to chase the finish, when they just want to get the win. Uh, so I'll try to do a, a better dive into that in the future with the PFL, but glad that these fighters have another outlet for their skills. Dude, Should we look ahead yeah. to this weekend at 278? Oh, wait, we, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, no, I just saw this article. It said, former champion Robbie Lawler returns against Santiago Ponzinibbio. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that in the news. Let's yeah. talk about that in the news section. But yeah, they just announced that, that's I think, today. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, All so right. that's exciting. So this weekend, oh, man. Uh, Kamaru, the champ, Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards, UFC 278, welterweight title on the line. How do you see this fight unfolding, Mr. Sean? I feel like Kamaru right now, you know, there's a lot of goat talk and a lot of Hall of future Hall of Famer talk with Kamaru Usman. He's, he's starting to chase that number that GSP put out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that he, you know, his boxing has gotten to the point where he, uh, against a striker like Leon Edwards, it's not, he's going to have a lot of ways to use his hands and his mediocre leg kicks or kicks to just <laughs> create the opening to get to that takedown. And Kamar Usman is a top level uh, wrestler. And I go with the guy now- that can control the pace and bring the fight wherever he wants to bring it. Cause I think, I still think that. Even though his striking is not like Leon Evers' striking, his striking is good right. enough to to cause problems to Leon Evers uh, throwing punches back. Because all Kamaru needs to land is a few per round to, for him to taste the power. And I think Leon is going to start to have to respect the power a little too much and respect the takedown. And it's just going to cause either a boring fight or a finish for Kamaru Usman. I say third round. Let me let me ask you, do you think Usman has fallen in love with the power of his punches yes. to the point where maybe he neglects using his wrestling. great wrestling yes. skills and background? Yes, and then he's so gonna, don't you he's gonna get hit okay. and he's gonna get hit. He's gonna yes, have because, to re- resort back to the wrestling. <laughs> well well, will his instincts to use his wrestling against Leon Edwards fluid, fast striking style, will it kick in, in time? Because I would argue that there's a couple of things going on that Usman's defense against someone who throws combination punches is a little suspect. Oh yeah, you can you you can look at some fights where he um, where he, where he did very well, but there were moments where it looked like he could be in trouble. I'm thinking about like his fight against Dorino Burns, yeah, yeah, where he got rattled a little bit. But there, were when, power, there were times when there were there were times where Kobe Covington. Had him a little bit in trouble with some of the hand exchanges. Uh, I think there was maybe a brief time when even Masvidal gave him a little bit of pause with some of the punches. So, and I think this is what what in sports they call a trap fight, where it looks like this is someone that Usman, because of his power advantage and because he has the wrestling background, can should run away with. But I'm gonna say that. Usman's striking defense is still a little suspect, and I don't know if he'll fall onto his wrestling as like he should soon enough in the fight. I think 
that because of Edwards maybe speed advantage, he might be able to outpoint Usman through five rounds. So yeah. I'm gonna go with Edwards five round through points. Ooh, that would that would be insane because that's that would how, be that would be an Kamaru, upset. That's how Kamara won. That's how he beat Tyron Woodley back Tyron. in the day. Yeah. But he but he also used his wrestling back then. And yeah. I'm I'm gonna question whether Usman is going to use his um wrestling. Yeah. Is he gonna is he gonna impose his wrestling? Or is he gonna really try to show off the power advantage that he has over Edwards? Now, here's where Edwards might fall. Now look, like Edwards can he stand up to the power of Usman enough where he can score with the strikes that he needs? That that will be the question surrounding Edwards. So if he, I mean, if look, if Usman strafes him in the third round and puts him in a grave, okay, I I wouldn't be surprised at that because Usman has that kind of power and Edwards' chin might be suspect in that type of uh, scenario. Yeah. But I think this might be a trap fight. I th- I have this feeling this might be a trap fight where people just think Usman's going to walk all over him and right. Edwards is Schools coming in up. there and just kind of comes in with a rhythm where Usman may not be able to Ooh, use his power. I like this. I like this. That's a good that's a good point, man. Val- so either Val- I'm point. either I'm right or I owe you two drinks. <laughs> and we still haven't even scheduled that. <laughs> we haven't done that, so we gotta yeah. figure that out. How about um how about freaking uh Paulo Costa Luke Rockhold? Ooh, if I if I was if I was a creative character and I had to use a template, I would use Rockhold. <laughs> Rockhold's body, uh, my head, and Peter North's dick. Yeah. <laughs> this is for, as an MMA fighter yeah, or like a MMA porn fighter. star or, or or a life character? Or this is a sim, a, <laughs> a sim, sim character you yeah. want to create? You like a sim to be your head or, uh, on Luke Rockhold's body with, uh, with a big surrogate? with a big schlong. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so let it be known that uh, Sean is putting in his name for uh, the president of the luke rockhold <laughs> fan, fan club, club. well okay, so what trap. is the key what is the key for luke rockhold to get oh, the victory man. here sean i don't know man i feel like luke after the whole biz being knockout and like his chin he just can't take shots like he used to i feel like super suspect know, right super yeah, suspect like, how much abuse he can take like, remember he was like strike force champ and he was like a fucking animal and then as soon as he started getting knocked out, and he got knocked out bad in the UFC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but we we have seen, a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> we we have seen that when he does get on top of people like Chris Weidman when he won the belt, he's pretty goddamn good. His grappling is really top oh, yeah. notch for the middleweight division. So I agree with that. I think his key is is not to. I think his key is to probably pick him apart from afar force mm-hmm. uh, Borrachina to either shoot or do something stupid. And uh, Luke, hopefully, he can catch him with something, drop him. Luke will probably get on top and just pound him out. That's mm-hmm. like ideal situation. But what's going to happen? I think Paul Is Costa, that what's going to happen? No, no, no. I think, okay. I think uh, Luke is going to try to probably clinch with Paulo at some point. And then okay. Paulo is going to just overwhelming with... He, I mean, God, man. I saw the countdown and I saw the embedded... Earlier today, he looks really skinny. Like he looks Ro- Luke. No, Lucas Costa, or Ro- Paulo? Paulo Costa looks 
really skinny and you know i don't know like for him is he off the vitamins you're saying he's off the vitamins or for for him to look that fucking fit it was kind of scary because luke luke kind of blows up a little bit more towards the light heavyweight but yeah he does because he's so tall too yeah but it's gonna be pretty like this should be like a bodybuilding contest God dang! Will you wipe the drool from your chin, Sean? Jesus Christ! Talking to these people. And listen, Sean. These are my mic. These are pro athletes that have skills and techniques, and they have (laughs) names and families. Okay. I gotta change my underwear. Stop eye fucking them, Sean. Stop it. But uh, (laughs) I think you know. Seriously, I think you've called it. You called it right. I think Luke Rockhold has to make this a long distance fight. Mm But if it goes in close, go all the way in with the wrestling. Yeah. Like, don't turn it into a medium fight where no. medium range fight where Paulo Costa can use his explosive power and his uh, strong yeah. punches to like He's put you down. Hit, because yeah. yeah, because Rockhold's again, you you said it. Rockhold's durability is questionable, and we know Costa has got some pretty goddamn good durability. So don't turn it into a firefight. So I agree. Um, I think I'm going to go with Paula Costa here. I'll be with you on this. Uh, just because uh, it's a durability issue. Yeah. And I'm not sure if Rockhold has it in him to impose the wrestling like he should, the way you should, to uh, to nullify an explosive fighter like Paulo. Agreed. Agreed. Dude, how about the King of Rio? Jose, Jose Aldo versus Mirab Dvalishvili. Ooh, I said that right. Um, oh man, I like that. Dvalish- look at you. Dvalish- yeah, yeah, so, uh, right, dude. Look at you, black belt in uh, names. names yeah. <laughs> black uh, na- black belt in names from Georgia. <laughs> what is gonna happen here? Jose Aldo is still fucking at it, and Mirab yeah. is on his way up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's gonna be one of those things where. Jose, I feel like he's a little bit longer than Mirab, so I feel like Mirab's going to mm-hmm. try to close the distance somehow. Who knows if he's explosive enough to get past those kicks? But um, hopefully, but Jose uses them. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Jose's Jose's up now. Like I has basically, um, excuse me. Jose has essentially established himself as a power counter striker mm-hmm. uh, against. That he's going to go up against Mirab's wrestling. Mirab's yeah. wrestling is going to be the key. Can Aldo nullify Mirab's wrestling? Now, Mirab will throw some strikes. He'll throw some wild short strikes. And so that will leave him open for some of the power counter-striking of Jose. But will it be enough? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go emotionally. I'm going to go with Jose. Mm. I'm not sure what's going to happen for sure. But I'm gonna, I'm rooting for Jose. I, I just love his fighting style. I love his backstory. Uh, we'll see if he brings back uh, any of those dynamic kicks that he used to be known for. I really hope so. If I were Jose, though, I would I would stay away from the leg kicks, just because sometimes leg kicks against wrestling based fighters, it's almost the same as handing your leg to them, Agreed. where they could try to take you down. Agreed. But uh, uh, hopefully. Implement some sideways movement. Doesn't chase the knockout. I think Mirab maybe just walks into Jose's power. And or that's the hope. That's what the fan in me hopes. What about you? What do you think? 
Oh, man. The only people that have really beat Jose is Volko and Max Holloway. Mm. So I mm. feel like... Those are special. Those are special fighters, special too. People. And I just don't think that Marab is at that level to be able to beat Jose Aldo the way he probably wants to. So I'll say Jose just picks him apart by decision. I like that. I like that. Um, I like the patient Aldo. Yeah. He has he knockout power, but he's not chasing that knockout. So I, I like that. He, what other fights on the court? The radar, oh, so good. He's under the radar. I mean, if you think about it, if he wins this, you know, he has to be considered to fight, what, Peter Yawn or something? Or like... Or, or Dominic Cruz. <laughs> oh, that would be It would be like a, a Legends fight. Dude, that would be sick. It would be a Legends fight. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I'd, pay to, I'd pay to see that. Pay to that. Yeah. Uh, It'd be interesting. It'd be so interesting. The only other ones, uh, Tyson Pedro's back. He's from New Zealand. Um, Jared Gordon's always fun to watch against Leonardo Santos. Uh, Wu Yunnan from China against Lucy Pudovic. And um, Miranda Maverick. Woody Lova. Woody Lova. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Louis Saldana, he's pretty good. He's going against Sean Woodson. Miranda Maverick. Also, she's she's pretty damn good. AJ Fletcher is always good. Uh, Francisco Figueredo, I think that's what's his name, uh, Davison's brother. Oh, Davison's brother. Okay, um, the champ and Victor Altamirano. Uh, I think that guy's from the Contender Series. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, there's other fights too. Well, let's let's jump to the PFL because the PFL is also going on this weekend. Oh God, uh, poor girl. <laughs> well, well, let's we'll just try to make it quick because I would I just want to cover the the semifinals because yeah. we have the female lightweight semifinals yeah. and the uh, the male featherweight semifinals. So the first uh, female lightweight semifinal is Kayla Harrison <laughs> versus Martina Jendrova. Uh, Fuck. We know Fuck what it. we get with Kayla Harrison. Forward pressure, power grappling. Yeah, Martina Jindrova, well-rounded striker, but does she have the power to really stop Harrison? That's the big question mark. I guess you're going to say that's a no. What do you say? What do you say? I say Harrison might just run her over because Martina is accurate. Martina is very accurate with her strikes, but does she have enough power to make Kayla uh, hesitate with her forward uh pressure uh style and uh, you say no i think i'm gonna agree with you i think i'm gonna agree with you um czech republic dude yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry czech republic it's not gonna happen and then and then the other side of the bracket of the lightweight bracket uh pacheco versus uh uh kolesnik um this is a rematch they actually fought last year i think it also in the semis um you got Pacheco who's a power puncher versus Koselnik who's an aggressive boxer with a, she's got a tie boxing style. Uh last time Pacheco won this yeah, by um knockout. by knockout she actually yeah. knocked her out moving backwards right, to give you an idea of how how powerful Pacheco is. Pacheco's but a fucking gangster. Yeah, but Kolesnik was was going downhill like she she was coming forward really aggressively and i gotta make i gotta tell you i gotta make it make a a big question mark around pacheco's defense there Mm. uh i think 
in those exchanges, Kolesnik had her moments. So I'm going to give it to her this time. I'm going to say oh. that she might, she's going to catch her. Uh, I think Pacheco's playing with, with fire a little bit. Um, so I want to see what uh, uh, Kolesnik's style does against Harrison. These are both big girls, so I don't think size is going to be an issue when it comes time to fa face Harrison for either of these ladies. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Am I just am I am yeah. I just a pipe dream? Or you think Pacheco is going to go with it? I'm going with Pacheco, man. Like she's her resume she's, is insane. She's man. got power, man. Yeah, and God, she's Pacheco's only lost to Kayla Harrison. She's lost yeah. to Jermaine Durandamy in the UFC. Yeah, no, no shame in that. Jessica Andrade when she was a yeah. 135er. Holy yeah. fuck. But I mean, dude, Larissa Pacheco, she she gets to the she gets to the final. She always just runs into Kayla Harrison. Ah, uh, God. That'll be interesting though. If Kayla Harrison interesting. was not there, she would uh definitely She'd be like the champ. She'd oh, be yeah. the champ, right? Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about um the man the men's featherweight semifinals. Chris Ooh. Wade versus uh Brendan Lochnane. This is basically a no, I'm sorry. I can't. Get, I gotta stop saying basically. This is essentially a grappler versus striker. Yep. Uh, what do you think? What do you think here? I like Chris, Chris Wade, Wade, the grappler. Yeah. I like yeah. Chris Wade. Like I said, I'm I'm always about the guy that can kind of control where the fight can go and all aspects. Also, Brendan. I don't even know how you say his fucking name. Brendan Lofnain. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Brendan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know too much about him, but I mean. He's an accurate guy. He's got some good boxing base kind of footwork. Okay. Uh, I would say his accuracy is going to be the key here. And if he keeps moving uh, sideways okay. to kind of stay off the center line of Chris Wade's uh, grappling, wrestling attacks. He might have a shot here about pointing Chris Wade because Chris Wade will leave himself open for things uh, on his way in. But a lot of fighters have had a hard time with his aggression. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I, if, you're, if you're putting your money on Chris Wade, I can't, I can't blame you. So I, I think this is going to be Chris Wade's fight to win uh, for this one. And then the other featherweight semi is Yoji Kudo versus Bubba Jenkins. This is uh a, this is also also a striker versus wrestler. Uh, Who's I think wrestler? Bubba Jenkins. He oh, he right. is a yeah. grinder. He is a grinder, and I think he's gonna win this one. Uh, Yoji Kudo is more of a power striker. He has a de decent standing clinch, but I don't think it's enough nah. to uh, nullify Bubba Jenkins' wrestling. He'll he can grind. He's gonna grind this kid out. So I think you're going to see a Bubba Jenkins versus Chris Wade rematch in the featherweight finals. That's that'd what I think. That'd be that'd be very. That one, right? Uh, no, and the, and I think in last year's one, I think it was Chris Wade, and it came down to Chris Wade's scrambling and reversals in the grappling exchanges. I think. Oh, you're right. I, I could Chris be Wade wrong. I, no, Chris Wade won. Yeah, it, it it came down to Chris Wade being so good in the scrambles yeah. and the reversals. So that, I think that's it's gonna what be I pretty think. damn good uh, main card. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, PFL doing some some good things. Any any other fight on the PFL? Dude, how about uh, freaking, card that you you're interested in? How about Marcin Held the leg locker versus versus Miles, Miles Price. Price? Yeah. 
I don't know who Miles Price is, but but uh, Marcine Held, I is th- this person known for heel hooks? Oh yeah, I think uh, he fought in the UFC a bunch. He was, you know, he's a submission specialist. He even competed in the EBI. Um, what uh, what gym is he with? You know, he's from you know off the Poland. top of your head. He's from Poland. Oh, so he's like a, okay. You know, I don't know where he's training out of over there, but. I remember seeing him a lot in the in the UFC. Just couldn't get it going, you know. Wow, fought Diego Sanchez. Fought a lot of people. It's kind of hard though, some for a lot of leg lockers to successfully transition that approach yeah. to consistently to uh, yeah. success in the M- in MMA. There's a bunch of uh, leg locks on his his resume here. Toehold, heel hook. Oh, oh, oh really? <laughs> well, no. you know what? Let's go. Let's, yeah, know, let's right? see. <laughs> Let's see what happens, though. Let's see what happens. I like it. Dude. I like it. Ended up losing to fucking Michael Chandler. This guy's been all over the place. Marcin held. Sometimes he looks like he's facing loss to the best. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Uh, other than that, yeah. I think that's... Uh, that's and uh, let's go... Let's uh, talk a little bit about news. We, you just... You hinted at it. Robbie oh, yeah. Lawler getting matched up against Ponzinibbio. When's that going to do that? Which UFC 282, you said? I believe, yes. When is that? When is 282 going to be? 282 uh, is... I got the schedule right here. Well, while you think about that, um, what is this... Who, who do you got? Who do you got? Just as a in future that one? pick? Yeah. Man. You're, not, you're not held to it. You could change your mind along the way. We have plenty of time. I'm going to go with... Robbie the motherfucking Lawler, dude. I've got a root for I got a root for Robbie Lawler yeah, too. Dude, but I love person. I love Ponzinibbio's style. I love Ponzinibbio's. You know, I think the key for Robbie here is this to pull the trigger a little bit faster with his counter. Oh man. Uh he's he's shown now that he's got defense with nice head movement, good use of his arms to block punches, but the counter punch doesn't always fire off right away after he blocks or after he yeah. parries. I think if he just makes that connection a little bit faster, just tighten up the the space of time between the defense and the counterpunch, I mean, he's just still a problem for anybody. No one wants to get hit by Robbie Lawler. Nope. And, but Ponzinibbio, they want to talk about an action fighter. Man, this is going to be fun. This is, that, that's that's going to be a fun fucking fight. He's the guy that does the Spanish... Um commentating i think yeah you're the one who who said that you know what commentator that life. commentator life doesn't equal success in the fighter <laughs> know, life <laughs> you gotta dude, choose one fucking knock the fuck out he needs to he needs to put them gloves down <laughs> that might happen because you're basically getting put away by a guy who's on the other end of his career in mm-hmm. robbie lawler so if you lose to lawler that's a steep climb to be considered for any type of title contention yeah. or any top tier ranking talks. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Any other, any other, uh, the main news we talked yeah, about so Paige Van Zandt being pulled from BKFC. What was that, what was that about? Like, what well, well, we, we, they, they haven't announced exactly why she got pulled. She said it wasn't her choice. She said on her social media that she got pulled from the fight. Dude, this uh, was so supposed to be the one of the biggest BKFCs because it's in the it's in England, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I think you're right in London, England. Dude, the uh, headliners. So, oh my god. So, well, we'll we'll see. Uh, 
Any other uh, oh, who, MMA well, dude, or fight who, related who do you news? Who's going to win MVP versus uh, Mike Perry? Ah, uh, Michael Venom Page versus Mike Perry. I'm going to go with. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this Mike Perry. I, I'm gonna go with Mike Perry. Here's why. Oh my god. Uh, I think just the style of the pressure that <laughs> Mike Perry will bring, and and and, and you know Michael Venom Page can't use kicks. I know he has a boxing background too, but it's not super extensive. Yeah. I just think it it. Michael Mike Perry is going to surprise some people against Michael Venom Page. Agreed. With I think he might outpoint him. Uh, now, if Michael Venom Page like scores a knockout win, like, that won't be completely surprising. But again, we're talking about no gloves. Yeah. So it's not like Michael Venom Page can be careless with the type of punches he's going to throw. Uh, and well, and I mean, on that note, neither can Mike Perry. But I just think there's something about Mike Perry in this matchup that just makes me feel like he's going to pull something out here. So I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. What do you think? Am I just am I crazy? What's going on here? No, I don't think you're crazy. I think that's a really good assessment. And I feel like I'm going to go with Michael Venom Page only because he does have a few professional boxing matches. I think that's going to add a little bit of depth to his ability to land punches mm-hmm. but mike perry has a ton of power and he you know he's a brawler so it's gonna he's mm-hmm. gonna turn it into one of those kind of like super like almost like a bar fight yeah <laughs> and, and um, i and correct me if i'm wrong but the but the bare knuckle ring is smaller than most yeah, mma cages is it a circle yeah it's like a circle and it's smaller than most MMA cages, so it's not like Michael Venom Page is going to be able to run around yeah. uh, and create distance too much in this in this fight. Uh, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see how he adapts his style to the bare knuckle boxing context. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your what's your weekend looking like, Sean? So I after this, well, we have to book a bunch of stuff before we left because we're actually going to san diego with hey. uh, with my family because there's a wedding down there and there's no kids so my Ooh. in-laws are watching the kids and i'm gonna get wasted look with at my you wife. party sean and, uh, party air- sean yeah. and party pam we airbnb <laughs> a barn which is kind of cool like it's this Whoa. really nice barn that that got turned into like this really modern uh, airbnb so we're excited for that yeah gonna so you're explore. gonna you're gonna be vacationing animal style oh yeah there's gonna be a lot of cum everywhere i'm kidding uh, <laughs> a lot of cum everywhere and then, uh, <laughs> we're gonna mark this podcast as a uh, rated ma for mature audiences only <laughs> our, dem- our demographic is like like older people <laughs> older uh, pornography yeah. uh kind of anyway <laughs> well that's cool man yeah, when are you man. leaving for san diego so Saturday? we're leaving on saturday morning we fly in i think we land at 7 a.m so we're going to be there pretty early get we're the party explore. started early we're go good for you the, um the city we haven't been there in a while uh no i'm not gonna do any training because some someone asked me he's like hey you gonna train and i was like no ah <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. I know, dude. At least you're yeah. honest. A lot of people, you know, maybe they have the intention of training, 
but it just never happens when you're yeah, on vacation, dude. bro. Never happens. Come on, just relax. I, you're on vacation. I thought I was gonna train in Maui, and I was like, "Fuck that." I'm gonna go to the beach. Hell yeah. <laughs> Eating poke. Fuck, man. No one makes poke. No one makes Hawaiian poke like Hawaiian people. Oh damn, man. Now you're making me hungry, bro. Yeah, no, making no. me hungry. Well, this weekend for me yeah. at, at Hapkido USA, we have a couple of our young gun black belts uh, testing for their second degree. Hey, so, congrats, uh, guys. Uh, Jonas Wong and Russell Lowe uh, testing for their second degree. So, I'll be there to support and cheer them on about that. And looking forward to the training the rest the rest of the week hoping hoping my body is holds it together so yeah. far so good <laughs> yeah and you too hey man before your vacation don't get hurt <sighs> tell that to the fucking training partners that are like trying to take my head off sometime <laughs> hey you know what you're you're old enough you're allowed to pick your own training partners i've been start, i've been, start, I've been being hey, selective man. lately too hey what what did we talk about <laughs> hey what did we talk about earlier in the podcast Hey, grab those white belts and experiment, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, sometimes do. the sometimes the white belts are the ones that might hurt you. They go crazy. No, so yeah. maybe do, pick a blue belt. Pick a blue belt pick to experiment belt. on. There you go. Pick they a blue belt. <laughs> they know how not to hurt people. Oh, yeah. But that's all I've got, bro. That oh, is man. all I've got. Well, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, guys. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, mine is Sean underscore Pierre underscore and yours, Carlo. I am Hopkey one on Instagram. Guys, hit us up. Let us know if there are any other martial arts topics you want us to cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't forget to hit up uh, Magala Jiu-Jitsu in the Mission of San Francisco, Fight Culture, Daily City, and Omni Movement in Hercules. Hapkido USA and Colhaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here in the Sunset District. And check out Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland, California. Hey. And don't forget to watch those fights, guys. Again, don't bet on our picks because we don't gamble. And we're probably going to mention, we forgot to mention some white uh, belt moments this week, but you know, it's only because, that's because there's so we, many of That's them. because we got it. No, no, because we got everything right. That's right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? Maybe we did. I think we did pretty good. I think I think we did pretty good. We didn't do okay. we didn't do too bad. So we'll 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 probably have a lot of white belt moments uh, next week, guys. So tune in, please. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Have fun. Be safe this weekend. Peace.